0: So, does Public Protector Busisiwe Kobane have a case against the former Public Protector uh, Advocate Tulima Doncela relating to the release of that audio interview?
1: Well, you know, in the law, things are sometimes unclear, and it's not always clear whether you will win a case or not. This is not one of those cases. There is no. The, this charge is never going to stick, and it's very, the reason for this is very clear. Firstly. The Section 7.2 on which it is based said you can only release a record of any evidence given if the public protector allows it. The public protector allowed for the record of the evidence to be released because it is attached as an annexure to the report. A different version of the record, not in the form of a written form, but in the audio form, was also released. And this is why she is now being charged. So in, in, in terms of the law... Uh, she's already given um permission for the record of the evidence to be released in a transcript form. She also claims that she uh, released it in the form of the audio form it wasn't leaked, but i'm not going to get into the factual matters even if you hold uh the if you uh, assume the facts are as negative or as possible. no court in South Africa is going to convict her. Uh, for breach of Section 7-2, and I'm not saying that lightly because I'm a little bit nervous to make predictions about what courts will do, but in this case, no, it's not going to lie.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, um, uh, I don't know how much you heard of that interview previously with um, a Feiki Mentor, and she's aggrieved also about uh, the procedural matter as how... Uh, the current public protector has followed that. So if President Jacob Zuma, say, is the one who is aggrieved by the leak of that audio, um, what should the procedure be that the public protector follows? Uh, because in this instance, if she has laid a charge with the police, is that procedural?
1: I don't think you know anybody can lay a charge about any issue. If you know that your neighbor is doing something wrong, you can go to the police and report so I don't think there's a problem with the procedural issue. What is interesting, though, is that the, the, the public protector is the one that went to the police. It isn't the president, because if this is going to blow up in somebody's face, it's going to blow up in the face of the new public protector, not in the face of the president, because he's not actually the one who has his fingerprints on this particular move. So I will just leave it at that. That, 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 that is, uh, I don't know why this happened, but there's nothing procedurally, in my view, at least, wrong with that. You can, whether it's the president, whether it's the public protector, anybody can lay a complaint or a charge at the with the police.
0: And just as things stand, does the timing of the release of that audio by uh, Advocate Madonsela, uh, do you think that in any way violated the Public Protector Act?
1: No. There are two issues that we have to distinguished. So one is a political issue and an assessment of whether you agree with what the public protector, then public protector did, and whether you think that she acted correctly from an ethical perspective or from a political perspective in releasing the audio recording. Okay? That is one question. The other question is a legal question and that is, was a criminal offence committed? So on the first one, I think Different people will disagree with each other. Some people who are in favor of the president will say, this is terrible that she released the audio. Other people who are in favor of the public protector will have the opposite view. But clearly, the format in which the evidence was released in no way uh, makes any difference to whether you're going to be in breach of that Section 7-2. The evidence was already released in the form of an annexure, in the form of of a transcript, and so you cannot be prosecuted for releasing something in a different format, but exactly the same evidence. That is never going to slide in a court of law.
0: And then, of course, just uh, finally, just to get your view on President Jacob Zuma taking the state of capture report on judicial review. What do you make of that?
1: Um, well, I think there is. I've written something on the weekend in my blog about that. I think there's actually a plausible case to be made by the president, um, on, especially on the remedial action. Um, and the reason for this is there are two conflicting or two provisions in the Constitution that are really in tension with one another. The one provision says the public protector can impose binding remedial action. The other one says that as the head of state, the president can appoint a commission of inquiry, and he alone can do so. And what she has done, the old public protector, is to fetter that discretion of the president by instructing him to appoint a commission and to do so in a specific way. Which one of these powers, the power of the public protector or that of the president, should trump the other one? I don't like to use that word in these days, but to trump the other one? That is a big question. I really don't know what will happen. So legally, I think the court can go either way. Of course, politically, there's another question, and that is uh, people in the street might say, but why is the president not wanting to have this issue investigated properly? Um, and that—that that is a different discussion. But from a legal perspective, there's at least a plausible argument to be made uh, that the, the, the remedial action uh, of the public protective report could be set aside. But as I say, I'm not knowing how it, which way it will go.